Today's lesson is about the Roman Republic and the Punic Wars. These two things are completely separate. The only reason they're together is because both are fairly simple, and so they're short. <laughs> so uh, by simple, I mean they're simple in terms of what you need to know. Uh, you could write a whole doctoral dissertation on these things if you wanted to. So I, I want you to start, we'll start by talking about the Roman Republic and think back to what we already learned about democracy. So we had, uh, we learned the term direct democracy, which if you'll remember, everybody in the whole city got together, well, everybody who qualified, and they all voted. They voted on every law, every decision, every action, so everybody votes on everything. So a republic is going to be a little bit different. It is a different kind. It's called, for starters, a representative democracy. What that means is that instead of voting for themselves, uh, people elect a representative to vote for them. So there's one step between the people and the law that gets made, and that's the representative. The people do vote, but they vote for someone else who votes on all of the laws. So, for example, here in northern Utah, our state senator is um, Sandal, Scott Sandal. Um, nice guy. Met him several times. He, um, we don't have to read every law, decide on every law, because that's his job. Our job is to do other things. So the first thing you need is a representative democracy. Second, to be a republic, is those representatives have to be bound by what we call the rule of law. So in a place like North Korea, uh, the leaders can do whatever they want, while the citizens are expected to live the law with exactness. Now, here in the United States, our representatives are also bound by the law. So Scott Sandel, he cannot uh, drive... 100 miles an hour on I-15. It, it's not okay. He will also get a ticket. As a matter of fact, our old representative, Lee Perry, would probably pull him over, except he's retired. So you, you can't... Leaders in this kind of government can't just do whatever they want. They're usually bound. They're not usually. They have to be bound by the rule of law, generally in some kind of constitution. It, this should be familiar, because this is how we live. Uh, so, just to recap, to be a republic, the citizens elect leaders to represent them, and these representatives are bound by the rule of law. And so then you have a republic. In ancient Rome, they also had a republic. Theirs was different than ours, but it had a few things in common. For example, we, our founding fathers, chose the name Senate for one of our groups in Congress, they had a Senate. It, it was made up of people who used to be kind of judges. Uh, they were not allowed to pass any laws, but they could suggest laws to other, to other groups. You really don't need to know the nitty-gritty of, of the Roman Republic. You just need to know that they had one. And at a future day, we'll talk about how our founding fathers reacted with that, why they chose Rome, and some things like that. So we'll revisit this. So moving on to the next topic, the Punic Wars. Uh, on the south side of the Mediterranean, there was another empire called Carthage. 
Uh, their capital city was Carthage. You can call them Carthaginians if it makes you happy. Uh, so Carthage was actually pretty big, pretty expansive. And the Romans were going on and they were starting to conquer other people. And one of the groups they wanted to conquer was Carthage. These two, because they were both kind of expansionists, they ran into, they ran into each other. Uh, they, were, they were not friendly. Now, you don't need a lot of details, um, but one thing from this war is going to illustrate something that's very important. And that comes with a dude named Hannibal. Hannibal was a general, and he decided that he was going to march on Rome itself. If they could just conquer the city of Rome, they would rule Rome and everything would be awesome. And so he crossed over into Spain from North Africa with his war elephants. Then they went from city to city, places that had been conquered by Rome. And in every place there, Hannibal said, hey, you know, we want you to join with us. We're going to fight against Rome. We'll throw off your oppressors. And in every city, or almost every city, they said no, because the Romans had made it so that trade was possible and safe. They'd made it so that they'd built baths and things in the city. They didn't want to be extra stinky. They, they liked being ruled by Rome, and that's a really key element. Hannibal cannot uh, conquer these people because most people who got conquered by Rome uh, liked it. Now, we're going to talk about some very notable exceptions, and that's going to be important, and that's part of why we have to emphasize that most people were pro-Rome. So Hannibal famously crosses the Alps with his war elephants, has a very difficult time with it, and is not successful because he could not raise a big enough army. So Rome, in their anger, go down to Carthage and destroy the city. They pull the stones down. They burn it. Basically, they tear the entire city down and conquer it. Rome becomes a huge powerhouse, and that's what you need to know.